Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a sub science here to make things Today we are talking about universal basic income in light of all this AI chat, chat GPT coming for our jobs, is a universal basic income the right idea for the future. We're also going to be talking about brushing our teeth and the idea of something being on the tip of your tongue. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue, the lips, the teeth, the tongue. Okay, someone's not is a that, theater kid. <laughs> is that Sweeney Todd? Uh, it's called a vocal warm-up. Biatch. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I know this one. No. Okay. You know, that's High School Musical. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is uh, High School Musical's infamous. Um, here's another one. What I want is a proper cup of coffee made in a proper copper coffee pot. I may, do you know this one? Uh, Maybe off my rot, but I want a proper coffee. <laughs> Proper coffee and a proper copper pot. Ding coffee pots and iron coffee pots. They're no use to me. If I can't have a proper cup of coffee and a proper copper coffee pot, I'll have a cup of tea. Okay, so <laughs> theater kids are constantly made fun of. And sometimes it's just hard to be on their side. Like <laughs> watching you do that, it's like, yeah, like you can't observe a bunch of kids being like, here in my copy in a cup of cup of coffee pot and not be like, oh, losers. I'm getting. Uh, yeah, uh, whatever. You know what? Sometimes. It's good to just like something, even if other people don't like you for it. Yeah, I know. I am officially a bully. (laughs) (laughs) I, it's so hot and I'm trying not to complain. It's so hot, but I have sunscreen all in my eyes. Yeah. You're you're kind of Goldilocks boy. What is that? Oh, you're oh, kind of yeah. like oh, you're, you're, yeah. You're just learning that. No, it's just like crazy because you're always like like complaining about the cold, and then it's like the heat comes, and my white ass is like <sighs> supposed to be the one who can't handle it. I'm so happy. I'm, no, I can handle it better than you. I just complain more. Okay, but then it's hard to tell what that means if you can handle it if you're complaining. True. You know what I mean? I did go to the beach yesterday, and mm-hmm. I my new thing. I have a canoe. I canoe to Hanlands. It's gorgeous, gorgeous. But I did. You know, for the sake of the summer tan, let's go back to listen to our episode on sunscreen. Mm-hmm. I put on sunscreen, but I canoe to the island one hour in the 1 p.m. 31 degree Toronto sunlight, and I burnt my back to all absolute hell. I looked like the Canadian flag. Mm-hmm. The sunscreen could not keep away the sun. You got to reapply. No, I got to wear a shirt. Oh, that too. That's like, like this was like one of those moments and my friend and I were both like, okay, we learned from our mistake and then we got there, flipped the canoe over a fence and hid under the canoe at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but it was amazing. I love Toronto so much. I'm in such a good mood. I do love the heat. I'm just tired. That's all. I'm sorry. Oh. I biked here and then I went to the gym and it was really hot and I was just like, oh, low on water, low on energy. So drink some Wawa. I drink a lot. So okay, well, because like, I'm let's go, people. Preemptively pre- apologizing. I'll try and keep the energy up, but I guess I mean like, sorry if I'm Eeyore today. Sorry. Okay. No, I did sing my proper cup of coffee pretty chipper. So Yeah, no, I know, I know. I'm like, I'm like you could have just lied <laughs> to them all and kept going. No, because I want this pod to be honest, you know, earnest and real. Oh, I so I so don't. <laughs> I know you, you know, don't. like it, like everyone listening just know right now that like when I turn this off, I'm like, Mitch, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Kidding. I'm in such a good mood. Um, okay, so binaries are real. <laughs> oh, what did we learn this week? So mine was about the concept of something being on the tip of your tongue. Yeah, hence the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so they did a study and found out that they think that I 
idea is false because they studied people who were going through that experience and people uh, when who you're like, oh, oh wait, like, oh, okay, I, I know oh it, I know it, I know it. And then they, the way they asked them was like, what's the first letter of the word? Because that's kind of how people start to be like, yeah, oh, or like, what does it sound like? Yeah, or, yeah, and then, and then someone usually says the answer, and they're like, oh, I was this close. Yeah, and they found that when they asked people the first letter of the word whether they were having the tip of the tongue experience or not, it was like the same amount of probability of them getting the right first letter. Hmm, right. Like that letter didn't help or it didn't help. They weren't more accurate than someone who was just asked to kind of like guess a letter huh. and, and who wasn't going through the experience of being like, Ooh, 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 I know, I know, I know. Oh, don't tell me, don't tell me. And then they think what's happening is that you're recognizing the question, not, not the, answer. the answer. So like someone's huh. bringing something up. That's like a concept that you've, maybe thought about, heard about, read about, but it doesn't mean you actually like know the answer, but you hmm. know sort of like the question. Well, that reminds me of two things. Like, cause once, or I've heard, like there's different styles of memory and I don't have this in front of me right now. I'm not an expert on the subject, but it's like the reason that it's, it's much harder to recall the, recall something. But if you're given a piece of information, it's so much easier to go off and remember that you knew it. Does this make sense? Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, when you when someone says like name an element from the periodic table, you might freeze and have a hard time recalling one. But if I say a and word like lithium, and you'll be like, well, lithium actually is yeah. Mine. Or and if I say a random word, you'll be able to more likely know that is an element or that's not. Oh, okay. do you know what I mean? Yeah, Versus yeah. like recalling them. So I sometimes it does feel like when something feels it's on the tip of my tongue. It's not that the actual word is. It's that I know I have heard it before and I do know it and that there's something there. But what they're saying is that maybe you've like heard the question yeah or like the there's idea. just a familiarity of it yeah, yeah it reminds me of <coughs> kind of the science on deja vu it reminds me of that feeling yeah, yeah it, it they but how it's kind vu. of like there's all these subconscious little cues and it's your environment and it's like this emotional attachment but not necessarily that you actually knew the answer or yeah they actually fully half the article was about deja vu. oh really okay. so it is linked because it yeah. reminds me of that feeling where see you're, you're chipper saying, you're on it <sighs> don't doubt yourself Go write an article about Deja Vu. <laughs> Life's an act, though, if you really think about it. That's why every theater kid's the tip of the tongue and the tom of the tip of the tongue. <laughs> okay, what'd you learn about? Uh, mine's going to rock your world. Oh, God. Okay. Did you know that <laughs> no, brushing what? your teeth yeah. does not prevent cavities? <laughs> brushing your teeth does not. Prevent no. What? Okay, so like there is a bunch of science and research that has gone into both brushing your teeth. So and why are we doing it? Um, okay, so I will talk to you about it. So basically, there's been studies that follow different groups of kids. They give half of the kids, they stick them with a dental hygienist to help them brush their teeth every day, versus ones who just like are kids who do whatever. Um, and many other studies have they all find like brushing the act of brushing your teeth doesn't prevent cavities. The like twist here is that. Fluoride does. So fluoride oh. is preventative. Wait, like wait, wait. And that's in toothpaste? In toothpaste. Okay. Most, but like okay. a tooth, some toothpaste don't have fluoride. Most do. Like okay. you can buy probably fluoride free toothpaste. Yeah, if you go um, to Whole Foods and spend more on the But it's the misconception that the act of brushing actually does not prevent cavities because they've tested um, fluoride mouthwash and fluoride, what do you call it? Like uh, varnish, like when the dentist puts that varnish on your teeth, that's yeah. fluoride, and you have to like wait or whatever. Those are just as effective as brushing, like washing, like rinsing your mouth with fluoride mouthwash but would be you, just as effective as brushing. So, but brushing your teeth doesn't it do something good? Maybe not just calories. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's the other like, that's, twist is that yeah. there is some evidence that it is um, helps your gums stay healthy, like against gingivitis. And yeah, you're getting rid of plaque. But that I think is the myth because like fluoride is what's um, helping to manage it. your actual teeth not decaying and like have bacteria. But I think that your gums can get inflamed. Um, wow. Gingivitis, right? Like from bacteria and stuff. This so, would be a really fun thing to like tell to your like dentists and stuff. Yeah. No, I like, think they probably know that distinction, right? Like it's not saying it was just like it doesn't. A lot of people think it prevents cavities, but it's the fluoride that's doing that. Wow. Because fluoride helps to like rebuild and recalcify your teeth, right? Also, never had a cavity. Really? Have you? Yeah. A couple what? when I was a kid. Yeah, but they're like the, the clear kinds so you can't. Don't have I've silver. never heard you admit such a thing. Oh. Um, I feel like I've asked you I'm not before. ashamed of it. You are a liar on this podcast. I, I, <laughs> I'm telling the truth right Wait, now. I, you've had a cavity? 
Mitchell yeah. Ryan Moffat. I well, didn't know that. I have I, I have a propensity for like I have to Holes. brush my teeth really. <laughs> that's why I floss so much because. Wait. So what? When did because you have when I've gone to the dentist even as an adult, they are sometimes are like are you a smoker or do you drink a lot of pop? Cause I get a lot of plaque in my teeth, like Whoa. in my back of like my friends. So I have to, that's why I'm like, I need to brush my teeth really well. That's why it made such a huge difference when I switched to an electric, tooth- electric toothbrush. So I think there's a genetic component. And you're getting fluoride, my friend, in your toothpaste. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. And I, I don't have like major teeth problems. My cavities were probably when I was like early teens. Or so something. do they, did they fill you? Did they fill Excuse them? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> did they fill them? Yeah, I mean, like, what else would they have? No, done? like, because you said they were like some special cavity. Oh like, no, they, they just—they used to they only count. be silver, but mine are clear, so I don't remember which oh, teeth it's on. Oh my god! Whereas people who have like it, it, olden days would get the silver ones. You can see which teeth they had cavities in. Also, I don't think mine were that deep, but I remember I had to have like that big dental dam thing on my mouth. Damn, uh, damn. My, my mouth was like dental stretched dam, open while they did it, and it was like an awful experience. And then I was like, I will take care of my teeth forever from now on. But don't you think I thought your answer to all of this was going to be diet and and sugar really? Well, that makes a big difference for sure. Sorry, because like that's what I thought you were going to say. I didn't even think you were going to say it's fluoride. You're going to be like the only thing that matters is like sugar and oh, I that's mean, that's not that's just part of it. That was not what this study was talking about or the studies were addressing. But definitely, our modern day diets play a big role in the propensity for cavities. Like processed sugar allows bacteria to thrive, which allows them to like break down your teeth enamel and cause cavities. It's sure. when I love my granola parents, never <laughs> allowing me to have any sugar. Because I've not like, I do genuinely think that, I just remember in school, there was always this like anxiety about going to the dentist and everyone being like, I have mm. cavities. And me just kind of being like, I don't <laughs> like, and I just like, I always kind of, well, felt you could just have good genetics too. I mean, not to say I your just, family is but very like, healthy. We, we were never allowed pop when my parents made Kool-Aid. They'd make me read the instructions and be like, four cups of sugar. Yeah, right. We're doing half a cup. <laughs> and we'd have like sour water Kool-Aid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Although one time my parents did say like, okay, Greg, I think we've actually talked about this on the podcast. Like, Put in the sugar that yeah. you think is valid. <laughs> or sorry, put in the sugar that it says on the thing. And like they watched me like with the scoop. I was like, it's one, so two. Much. And I'm like, do it as I'm doing it. They're like, yeah, <laughs> one more. And I was like, it's almost like the like Matilda, like cake boy thing. I was like, it's ew, you're like pouring it yeah. in. You're like, I don't even understand. Especially for Kool-Aid. You're like, wait, what was actually in the package other than food coloring? Food coloring. <laughs> exactly. You're like, and then four cups of sugar. It is, it is wild. So yeah. like, anyways, but, um. Yeah. Teeth. Yeah. So now you know. I mean, brushing really your teeth is very important, but toothpaste with fluoride is what makes the cavity difference. Yeah. Slay all day. Okay. Break time and come back for what are Ooh, we talking about? It's a big Universal one. basic income, which could relate back to taking care of your teeth, to be honest. How? For people who don't like have that, it's not even covered in Canada either. Oh, you know? wow. Teeth like is really so expensive. expensive. Yeah. All teeth care is expensive yeah. unless your insurance covers it. Okay, true. So could be really important. Okay, we'll be back. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical. Medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. So, universal basic income is a social welfare. Oh my God! Social welfare proposal in which all citizens of a given population regularly receive a guaranteed income in the form of an unconditional transfer payment, independent of any other salary. Right. So you, whether you work or not, there's like a payment that you would get to supplement whatever else you're making, right? Yes. And the conversation is happening now around AI, chat, GTP, chat. Oh my God, what is happening right. to me? 
sunstroke <laughs> chat gpt and this concept that like a lot of now like white collar workers are going to be in right. trouble with like this new ai stuff um yeah it is kind of ironic that people like care more now because like the conversation <laughs> has been for a long time like, like, a like copywriter AI is will take over blue collar workers because it's gonna like automate a lot of like factory, factory jobs yeah. and truck driving jobs and now like uh, there, to be fair there is and has been concerned about that but now that it's like gone into like the creative field and you're seeing like script writing and like art and stuff be done by AI a lot it's like oh my god and like ceo is being like this, this could do my job okay we need to like seriously think about this now yeah that um, is frustrating which is like yeah annoying and ironic um but it is a like today we're going to talk about the studies around you know why it works why it works is like an interesting question philosophical question because this is about like livelihoods and stuff i think it's but fair to say does it work is does the it premise, work because but it's also so understudied is the yes. other thing yeah yeah i think the biggest caveat up front is that we're seeing a handful of pilots around the world um different versions of what could be called universal basic income but to most people's satisfaction are probably not all-encompassing right because one of the biggest factors of universal basic income is that you will receive this for the rest of your life and that can change the way you behave versus like we're running a test for the next six months or for the next five years where maybe we'll give you a a cash a monthly or something like that like that can change how people behave and so there is some evidence we'll go through today and i've chosen to do mine by like one specific study and then one review study of like 16 other trials but the biggest challenge i think is that a, they're all different. Many of them have discrepancies between them and varied differences. And that's okay for them individually, but it's difficult to like grab a bigger picture for the sort of gold standard universal basic income idea. Yeah, and wel- welfare as we know it, like the current concept of like a welfare state apparently emerged out of like after World War II. Um, when like America and Europe and the Commonwealth countries tried to rebuild their economies and actively tried to provide for the well-being of poor citizens through grants, services, and money, but for like housing and food, but they require intense like bureaucracy and qualification standards for who receives it. Mm-hmm. So that isn't universal basic income because right. universal basic income would be going to everyone in theory. Although some of the studies I found it was it was still sort of like earmarked to the poorer people, but there was no like justification. There was no bureaucracy. It was just like them finding out how much you made and then just like sent it to yeah. the money. To and you. I mean, I'm sure there's different theories or proposals around universal basic income. Like, could it be proportional to your income? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. if you are a wealthy person, maybe you don't like if, of course, then you lose your job or whatever. Like there's, there could probably be very many per- per- permutations of a form of universal basic income. So I don't know. Like on, on the surface before you did research, like what was your, take before research I'm like, yeah oh like, i'm like like, s- like slay all day like i want universal basic income for the w- universe give it to the aliens <laughs> like um but i'm not an economist mm-hmm. and i have like You're a, not? <laughs> i have a very like uh, what is it it's like i just think about the amount of money that I guess it's like thinking about the amount of money uh, that rich people have is like actually what my brain goes. I just like think about like Toronto, like I'm thinking about like where we live, Canada, Toronto, these insanely affluent countries and cities with insanely privileged resources, like all these things. I just think like there is enough money for everyone to get you know, mm-hmm. like, but, but then again, it's like someone who actually understands might be like, you're insane. But I just think that there is. And I really like, you know, I bike around the city all the time and I'm like, okay, well there's endless amounts of absolute giant houses all mm-hmm. over the city. I'm like tax the hell out of these people. These like, yeah. Tax the hell out of us. And I we do get taxed a lot not, as rich people, but yeah. Like, yeah. But not only more. in Toronto and not only in Canada, like we're seeing crazier and wider wealth gaps, right? And I think yes, like seeing yeah, yeah. like more and more people just like struggle to make ends meet, to pay for food, to pay for rent. And that's when it's just like, that is actually fucked up. Like if that's yeah. the state we're in, not only should we be taxing rich people, cause it is like, okay, fine. There might be an economic argument that this is a very complicated subject. We don't know the full ramifications of what happens yeah, if like, everyone gets it fine. It like bad? that's yeah. all fair, but we're also currently existing in a state that is bad that many people are starving 
and many people are like sacrificing their own well-being for their kids um, and sacrificing or don't even have the choice and like struggling mentally, struggling physically while other people have way more than they need. Yeah. And so to me, that's where like universal basic income comes in, even outside of the AI conversation, yeah. because it's like something has gone wrong. And yeah. if we're not coming up with a clean enough solution and, and like aren't able to just like tax the rich and redistribute some of this wealth, which I think would have to be part of universal basic income anyway. Like people always are going to be like, where's the money coming from? Yeah. Um, to me, it's just like people who care about this and want this to work. It seems like so much more compassionate, you know? Well, like and a, also like, yeah, I just don't really like, the one thing that comes to my head is that we, you know, we spent a lot of time living in Medellin, Colombia, these countries where the wealth disparity is even like, it's so drastic. Mm -hmm. It's worse than like Canada or Toronto, or we, we might think that we're going through a crisis in Toronto, but when you live in other places, you're like, Oh my God, there mm -hmm. is actually like a socialist infrastructure here that is keeping people to have a really high standard quality of life, regardless of where we income. live. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, even if you're an unhoused person, you can like just go into any hospital and get yeah. really great care and things like that. Where I'm like, if we allow the wealth inequality to get worse in Canada, everyone's life will get worse. Mm. Like, cause I've lived in other countries where it's like that. And then like, that's when things become more dangerous. That's when, yeah, more isolating. More like iso then, yeah. Then, then rich people feel unsafe or feel that they're like separate from and like, don't, it's harder to want to be or like have nice spaces where everyone can enjoy it and feel safe and protected and clean. And all these things that we like love about where we live in Toronto. There was something interesting. This is just an anecdote that someone told us when told us when we were in Chile and they said that there's all these rich people in Chile who want to like live in Canada because they're so frustrated that they can't own like an Audi because they're so rich. And if you own an Audi in like Santiago, there's a really high like likelihood of getting like carjacked mm -hmm. or get robbed. So they're so frustrated by the way Santiago is. They want to come to Toronto so that they can like live a life and like live their luxuries. luxuries. And she was like, her point was like, why don't they want to uh, distribute their wealth? Mm -hmm. And cause usually in these poorer countries, the conservative people, are actually the richer ones. Whereas in our political system, we've noticed that a lot of affluent city dwellers like Toronto are actually more liberal, which is mm. an interesting thing. She's like, why wouldn't these people want to distribute their wealth so they could create a it society? It was not just richer. It didn't have to do with affluence, but we thought it was something like the major cities in like North America, at least, are much more progressive yeah. and, and pushing for policies like that are progressive. Whereas there, she thought like the cities were voting more conservative because, than the rural. Because she said they're more wealthy. They're uh, wanting to hold they, on to their money. I see. Okay. That was her point was like, if these rich people were able to distribute their money in the society of, say, Santiago, then everyone can live potentially the light, even richer people's lives will be better mm -hmm. for them to have like an Audi, which is and an also, insane thought. But. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know it's complicated, but it's just weird when someone can't objectively say, like, I want other people's lives to be good too. Okay, so I think we should talk about universal basic income now. Okay. But the thing I want to end on is the new psychological studies of what it means to be a conservative versus a liberal. And it's about these ideological states, which I think will be interesting. Okay. So let's keep going. Cause I feel like we're gonna, we're almost going yeah. into that okay. territory. I mean, do you, I have some studies? Like what do you want to do? You yeah. Wanna the only thing I'll say or? is that the first time it was ever proposed as, as, as an idea, universal basic income was in 1516 in a novel by Thomas More called utopia. So that was the first time that like in history that. they've ever, th it was ever brought up. Mm. And then it was only in the sixties and seventies that economists started to go back referencing that novel. Like, wait a second, this could be a really good economic idea. And in the seventies, it was like really taking off, but then a big conservative movement of the eighties came in and like abolished a lot of the universal basic income, like policies that were starting. So it kind of does have like an interesting history. That is interesting. It, like this is kind of a random related thing when I was listening to like an Alan Watts podcast they were talking about how in the 60s and 70s there was all these like social progressive ideas around like spirituality and psychology that went away in the 80s and then kind of came back in the 90s yeah it's Ronald like Reagan people, people didn't like were like super into like connecting with the universe yeah. and nature and, and mushrooms then, like, in the 80s it went away yeah I'm yeah. like what did happen in the 80s no well that's like a big that's like a war on drugs it's like the, guess, it's very yeah. much the like um you know there are like people pie in the sky people who genuinely think that mushrooms and LSD were abolished by the state so mm. that people wouldn't be anti-capitalist because mm. it is like literally I did mushrooms like the other day and it makes mind. you be like money's dumb 
like material possessions are dumb and like yeah. the trees and birds are all that matters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like that was scary and that was, for like, a threat. <laughs> but yeah. that's like maybe a little like Right. There's no like studies on yeah, that, yeah. but it was just But like it's a, like a, I certainly believe theory. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just bring up one my specific study that was done in California. Uh, these results came out in 2021. I think the study is ongoing, so like more results may come out. Um, but it's a place called Stockton, California, mm -hmm. uh, where they gave 125 people living in neighborhoods that were below the median household income $500 a month unconditionally. So like no strings attached. Again, this is like people might argue, does this count as universal basic income? Because like. It was from Feb 2019 to Feb 2020. Yeah, so that's two, only that's a year. Very short. But like this study is going longer, but this the results I'm gonna read are from that time period. Okay, cool. Um, and they're basically just tracking like the differences. But again, it's like, oh, that reminded me one thing. It's like every country may have a difference because a country like Canada has a really strong social social security network. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference when you give somebody in Canada $500 than maybe in America because they don't yeah. have health care. So yeah. like yeah. even if you are under like the poverty line in Canada, you may still have more social support that then you can use that money differently than somebody yeah. in a totally different country. Yeah. Anyway, so this is America. They, the things they noticed, full-time employment rose by 12%, um, but to those who were given this money, financial, physical, and emotional health improved. It reduced because it reduced their income fluctuations. Um, it generated more time for their relationships. So food security for members of one whole household like alleviates the strain on people who, who they normally rely on. Hmm. Uh, it helped women in particular, who they said typically bear the brunt of most unpaid care work. So a lot of like women don't attend to their own needs because they're caretakers for other others. Hmm. And so as a result, they might not like buy themselves um, like their own pads or sanitary like requirements because wow. they're like spending their money on their kids. Yeah, yeah. And then when they were given this extra five hundred dollars, it allowed them to like actually attend to their own needs. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, the biggest criticism that comes up against UBI is won't it just make people lazy? Like if you just give people money, they'll just sit around and do nothing. It's like <laughs> what a lot of people say. Yeah. And this study found the opposite of that. Yeah. So it gave people more stability and freedom to find what was right from them. Like, as I said earlier, it, it increased full-time employment, but it, because that allowed people to like have the flexibility to then like commit to something that they wanted or quit a yeah, job. Like they didn't passion. like yeah. to then yeah. go work on something that they actually would care about. Yeah. Um, and the money itself, then people go, oh, won't they just spend it on alcohol and drugs and these things? Um, almost all of it went to basic needs. So food, utilities, auto costs, less than 1% went toward alcohol and tobacco. Oh, my God. Um, again, the limitation is that they said because this is short term, people are unlikely to quit the workforce. So it's like not, yeah. you know what I mean? If they knew they were having it forever, yeah. maybe the results they, would be different. There's not any universal basic income proper like studies, period, sense. because yeah. they are supposed to be so long and they always get cut. Mm -hmm. um, but that's really interesting. Yeah. And I think those results have seen themselves repeated in, in different varieties throughout the world. Like there, yeah. there is a few other countries and cities and like small focus groups where they've tried. And this is generally what they see, like general well-being increases. People don't just sit around being lazy and they're happier. Yeah. So in the 70s in Manitoba, it was called the Manito Manitoba Basic Annual Income Experiment. So this is an example of one of the experiments in the 70s that was like gone away because of like the conservative sweep that happened in Canada. But it was like a prairie town called Dauphin received monthly checks to spend however they liked. Um, but they, again, only did low-income families, mm -hmm. which is not universal basic income the way that, like, right. I think it should be. Like, everyone should get it because I think politically it'll be so hard. It'll just be easier. Right. But people get upset if other people get things that they don't. Yeah, more on that later with conservative ideology. But they found mental health improved. Teenagers spent an extra year in school. Like, the amount of kids in school rose, which I never thought about. Like, mm -hmm. apparently, when you're poor, kids leave school to work. To help to help with family, right? Yeah, it's like, okay, obviously, help you shouldn't income. want that for your society. Yeah. And hospitalizations declined by 8.5%. That was due to accidents, which is so interesting. Just and mental health issues decreasing. <laughs> but I was like, accidents. They were like, that's really weird. Also, this is funny, because, like, this is all this data that, like, was put away. And then this researcher recently went and found it all and went through it all. And then they said, importantly for economists, again, this was longer than the last one, but no, there was no increase in people quitting their jobs. Mm. Yeah. 
the employment rate stayed the same throughout the trial. And then also they've done a similar thing in Namibia where they were provided $7 per month, which is just like showing you like in other countries, it's like way cheaper what mm-hmm. would be needed to a thousand people in one specific village and increased school attendance by 92%. Malnutrition dropped by 42%. Like that's insane. Or sorry, malnutrition dropped from 42% to 10%. Oh, wow. But like, that's wild when you're like, that is such a clear demonstration of the benefit to a community. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? And I, again, I get like, I know there's probably criticism out there and people saying, but, 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 but it's just like at the end of the day, isn't the whole job of like our society to like uplift everyone. And don't you realize like people will be like, oh, LA's awful. Cause there's like so much homelessness and this wealth disparity. And it's like, yeah, we need to like, you need to put resources into that. People point blame at individuals when like a system has completely failed them. And I think this goes to show that it's like, yes, maybe a small fraction of a percent would love to just exploit the government and, and find the loopholes and make money and sit around doing nothing. But your average person wants to live a fulfilled life. Yeah. Even if that means just like providing for their family and hanging out with their friends and having meaningful connections. And this universal basic income to start, if I were to be like, politician vibes in Canada, Ontario, or as small as Toronto would be low enough mm-hmm. that it's just like icing. It would be like the tiniest sprinkle if you're a rich person and you get it. Yeah. But it would be like, you know, a pretty big cake for someone. But it's not yeah. something that someone could just like live off of. Yeah. It's meant to give people like this, the economic freedom to get out of like to know, to have guaranteed the income. The trap of poverty. Yeah. yeah. And, and poverty, I said, that's so weird. I mean, something I was thinking about was, and obviously, like, we are not poor. We're quite out. No, we're so, rich. Yeah, sorry. Should, I just like, mean, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, I don't have a good perspective on this. And I'm curious, where was I going with this? Like, what happens when people get used to a certain amount of money, right? Like, because I think about, like, obviously, we used to not make a lot of money, and now we make a lot of money. I'm not talking about, like, people who are scraping by to like make ends meet but in the long run of a ubi system does it all just kind of like pan out as like okay everyone becomes used to this and then their spending increases i'm sure well, there's studies on that but i'd be no there curious. isn't that's the thing i was reading about oh, okay. how studies are like we can't just they're like all this information's coming in that it's great mm-hmm. and pretty much all good but they're like but we can't say that because these are all these aren't real studies. They're flawed. No yeah. one knows what would happen. Literally, guess, no one knows what would yeah, happen. There's no real, I guess, based on this data, at least from the, like, even the bigger review I'm going to talk about, it's like most people spend that money on basic necessities. So it's like, why are we even going to worry about if it becomes not like, if that's what people need to spend the money on, that goes to show you how much they need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like, fine, maybe in 10 years, if we're like, well, we're giving people so much, they're spending it on gambling and alcohol. Like, so that's a totally different problem that we just don't have right now. Yeah, and Most then, people are going to take this money and use it towards living a more like healthful, peaceful life. It's just like, honestly, such a good idea. Like even I was reading about like the, the concept of a city session happening in Toronto due to inflation, like, Earlier in the year, people were spending so much money in Toronto and they've noticed it's like gone down because people can't like necessarily go out for dinner as much because they're spending so much more on groceries, all that stuff. And it's just like you would your city would be invigorated with wealth by doing this. It's more money because people would be giving into the system. Yeah. That helps like spur on. I mean. That, that's the line where I'm not like at all into economics and don't understand. And like, you know, that's what the government tries to do often is like stimulate the economy by yeah. giving people money or tax breaks or whatever to hope yeah. that that saved money or earned money goes into the system to help encourage businesses to start and people to like actively engage with spending. Um, but like this, the whole system like of capitalism is just so crazy and so complicated. Like sometimes yeah. I just stop and I'm just like, humans are so crazy yeah like and crazy is maybe a bad word it just means it's so complex there's so many layers of systems within systems within systems not just of capitalism but like of everything is so complex Mm -hmm. like how we've designed it i don't know i was talking to our friend who works as a librarian and she was just like explaining all these different systems and conglomerate companies that like own the rights to certain publishing and try and like exploit and manage and force people to pay for and i was just like this is a whole world i've never even thought exists and didn't even know about and that's just one small fraction of how humans operate with knowledge like with texts that represent everything we've thought about and previously written down and how we're gonna like 
own that going forward. And then you think about the way we manage money and that money is just like this concept that we kind of came up with that it's like, it becomes overwhelming sometimes. This seems simple though and seems smart. I want to hear your meta-analysis. Well, okay. Yeah, okay. I'll talk about the meta-analysis. I'm going to try and not make this like too, like ultimately, so this reviewed 16 major studies, again, mostly looking at low-income communities. Um, And these were almost all unconditional cash transfers, but not true universal basic income. Yeah. Um, So like all of this was basically positive. I'll say a couple of the takeaways that were like negative or uncertainties after, but it was like measurable decrease in poverty. Um, uh, The injection of cash increased household expenditures. Again, most of it went to food. It did not significantly impact saving or household investments. So that Hmm. means like there wasn't enough, like, there's not enough yeah. money that people are actually just spending it on food. Interesting. Um, that they're not really able to save money, but that shows how dire it is. Yeah. People are not being able to save. Um, so it said like it didn't have a huge impact on the labor market, meaning like there's a small increase in work participation, but overall, like it didn't really affect yeah, it, which is good. Okay. Um, because for the ones who, for the people who did work less, it's because they were putting more time into caregiving. Because that frees them up to say like, okay, maybe I have a sick relative or parent or kids who need to be taken care of. Hmm. I can afford to not work now, Um, which in my mind is a good thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Oh, like you said, school enrollment and attendance way up in both or all almost all instances. Improvement to health status and a myriad of health, behavioral, and social factors that are linked to leading causes of premature illness, death, disability. Um, and then positive impacts on men- mental health, though they said there were some negative impacts on mental health due to the stigma and fear of these benefits. So I don't know. I didn't. Hmm. I was trying to understand it more deeply, and I, I didn't know if that meant like when you received the universal basic, basic income, maybe they f- some people felt like, am I cheating or am I being judged because I'm like getting free handouts or hmm. something That's, like well, that? Well, that is interesting. Yeah, and there is a perception, and maybe we'll talk about it a little more with like how people look down on people who are in harder situations oh than that yeah, no, and think real. that they're just like cheating or taking advantage of a system. And, and so maybe some people felt the weight of that, like, Oh, I'm taking advantage That's interesting, of the system. Though. That is so interesting. Yeah. Um, let me see. So the takeaways, there's no gold standard UBI and that's been the challenge. Like there, everyone's like, we need to do an actual trial like, run of I this know. somewhere. I'm like, <laughs> so do we it can, in Canada. Like, so we can find God out. Sake. Does it work? If there's one country, it should be like Canada, Sweden, like these, affluent up their ass small population (laughs) countries like just do it yeah there was another study i came across that was just like showing the amount of money even in canada because i think it was to do with dental maybe because canada is one of the only places that has universal health care but doesn't cover dental or maybe there was like some prescription drug element of this and they were like when they calculated they could actually save four billion dollars in health care costs it wasn't ubi but it was by subsidizing like this category of health expenditures for people hmm. um, and that kind of comes back over and over you always see like when you invest upfront in the health of your citizens and the well-being you actually save so much money same with climate change they're always like okay but if we invested 10 billion today we might save 100 billion in like repairing our um, cities in the yeah <laughs> more on that in every other <laughs> side note of ASAP science episode ever it's just like oh my god like we're not built as humans to do that so some of the trade-offs that are unsure, it's what is largely unaddressed is like, where does the money come from and how does that impact the overall system and program? So like, for example, if you're taking tax money from another program to put into UBI, does that, you know, cause the money has to come from somewhere. Like, is it overall impacting the system in a different way hmm. where now people have less services to something else? Yeah. Or can we just go like take the money from rich people and then like no one's yeah. any, any worse off? Um, only a very small body of these like uh, studies examine like what's the actual mechanism of these things that's happening like we see these good results we know what's happening like people feel better they're working they're happier yeah that's so hard to know the mechanism is not clear like is it because they have stronger community connections because Mm. they have better food now or because they're able to invest it into like their household like so that would be useful to know because then it's like maybe we can plan around that to like put money in those specific categories yeah yeah to actually help but again you need to do more research to know yeah and then it says there has been limited research on the impact of ubi type programs at the community level 
as in it's rare for a whole community to be given money. Yeah, so I know. The they still haven't done yeah. everyone. They've only ever like the, the results are so isolated people. and individualistic. Yeah, as I opposed know. to like actually like all of Canada does this now, and we can know as a country the country's like performing so much better or something like that, which is like a huge lofty goal. But hopefully that wasn't too boring to sit through. I just being like overall very positive, but very like premature. It's super early. We need like bigger versions of this that are further reaching but all the preliminary research feels very positive yeah and it's like i wonder how much how much what i'm just like thinking if i was prime minister of canada i would just be like everyone gets well i'd start with i'd literally just be like 60 bucks a month <laughs> like i would just start there can it just be something like small? low enough that it's like we'll just take it from the goddamn dirty then maybe oil. people would just be like but i don't know that, i think people yeah, might just to have like an extra check but it ha okay, so now this I'm going to talk about conservatives versus liberals and like this new psychological study, which I thought was really interesting. It was like a huge study and it was about how worldviews of a conservative versus a liberal person have like, they think now there's like a new way of classifying people. Okay. So in politics, conservatism means a tendency to resist change and tolerate social inequality. So it's like, that's like part of the definition of a conservative. Yes. So it's like, we're now yelling about social equality. Yeah. Like, you know, we aren't a conservative podcast. So like, it would be so awesome to have someone here who was a conservative. Cause it's kind of like, mm -hmm. I want to know what those talking points are because I'm having a hard time even grappling cause I'm liberal. Like, why which means, do you think it's okay for other people to have less? <laughs> yeah. So well, liberalism means to embrace change and to reject inequality from a political standpoint. So then psychologists this is like a sort of like this is like if you're in academia and you're studying whatever they would maybe say that those were definitions then psychologists looked further and found that conservatives think that the world in general is more dangerous mm -hmm. and therefore this leads to the concepts of like gun ownership and border enforcement and increased military spending like you're like oh okay mm -hmm. more scared Whereas liberals think that the world is safe and have and think that the world is not as dangerous of a place. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Cause I also am like, so like the world is like, I like love the world. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like an amazing place. Even like between you and I, I'm always like, come rob our house. I leave the door open. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't think the worst. Please don't things. rob our house. Yeah. Okay. So those were sort of like the dated ones. The new study says, and it's kind of like complicated, but it's, they think that we need to add into conservatives versus liberals the concept of whether the world is hierarchical, Hierarch hierarchical, mm -hmm. and um, it's called a primal world belief. And so it's kind of weird because they use the word hierarchical, which to me means like kings versus like yeah, well, there's peasants. like there's like a, a pecking order or a ladder in which people sit in society. But what they actually kind of mean in their example was that picturing between belief systems, there's either a strong line or like a dotted line. And conservatives under, think of the world as a strong line between things. For example, like the world is either dangerous or it's safe. Hmm. It's like either dull or enticing. Like they like black or white kind of things. Whereas yeah. liberals are more open to the concept that things are like complicated and there's not a straight line between anything. So their idea was that like conservatives think, for example, when it comes to like LGBTQ issues, like that gender matters, like whether you're a girl or a boy to them, it matters. Mm -hmm. Whereas like a liberal person would be more like there is a dotted line between a girl and a guy. It's all a lot more flowy. It doesn't even matter mm -hmm. kind of vibe. Like conservatives, think that like if you're rich or if you're poor that matters like there's a reason why mm -hmm. like they they have these like strong ideas that like there's talent there's ethics there's like value to people who are rich mm -hmm. and there's talent that's lacking and things are lacking to people who are poor and i'm right. like that is what the ubi thing we're talking about they're like yeah. you are poor because you are lazy right and I don't believe that. Like we are liberal. We are like, no, it's so much more complicated than that. There's like such things as the poverty trap. Like mm -hmm. people who are poor are working harder than rich people. We're around rich people. We know that to be true. Like, and just like generational wealth, like you yes, grow yeah. where you're born and what family you're born into provides you so much.
Yeah, but but it, it's interesting because if you think about like a conservative person, not like us who are like we are wealthy, but say you're a conservative person who is poor, you might have a worldview that's like, I want my kid to be talented because then because that matters and they will get rich and they will succeed in society. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not like. I don't know. I'm just like, I sometimes think I paint conservatives as these like rich evil people, but like you, no, there's lots of, there's lots of poor conservative people. That, that's what I mean. So I'm like, that is interesting. They might be like, you, they might be like UBI is bad because I do actually fundamentally believe that if you can, you will get out of poverty based mm. on your talent. And I was just like, it's, it's, I don't know. It was just like an interesting addition. Yeah. And it is also just important for us to remember that we like are so li- like quote unquote politically liberal and we always talk about these things and it's like, well, it's just so obvious to me that I'm that mm-hmm. not the other thing. Yeah. And then another example of liberal versus conservative is like a, the abortion debate, like, like a strong line. They're like life starts at conception. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like liberal people are more willing to be like, that's, it's way more complicated than mm-hmm. that. Like I thought it was like a cool new way of looking at things. Yeah. And I do notice when I'm talking to conservative people, there is a lot of intense, like, this is the way things are right or wrong kind of. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is about control. It's about like feeling safe. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think UBI I, is linked to that because you have to sort of definitely is. I think when it comes to wealth, you're right. Like people who tend to be more conservative believe that wealth comes from purely hard work and mm-hmm. like you can work your way out of anything. Yeah, which but like I so don't. Think. And yeah, I just think the progressive view is able to like. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's able to self-evaluate a little more and say, you know what, I did. I, I did have a lot of support around me. I did come from a country that was affluent and able to provide me free education, and mm-hmm. so I was allowed to be educated. I did come from a family that comparatively was wealthy and able yeah, to. You I know didn't have I mean? to drop out of school. Yeah, I never yeah. had to think about X, Y, and Z. Um, it's always interesting to me when people are like low income or poverty and conservative. And I think that's like, I'm not really sure where that comes from. And like, if it's, you know, cause sometimes, especially in America, I feel like you see people like advocating against their own interests. Yeah. And people often say like, that's because they believe one day they will be rich. Like there's this kind of narrative that like some people fight against their own interests for not taxing the rich because they think they'll be rich one day. And, and the American is dream difficult. is like what a lot of people are sold on, which is that the American dream yeah, is that you come here, you work hard. But it's still challenging for me to understand why like so many people simp for rich people. Like why, why wouldn't anyone under X amount of money go like, yeah, we should tax billionaires a lot more what there are a lot of people who don't make a lot of money who'd be like, no, that's not fair. They worked so hard for that money. Why should it be taken? From <laughs> I, know, I'm trying but I think to, like, that goes back to your idea. It is like, they believe that you make money proportionate to your, to your t- Okay. Yeah. So then that's what they're thinking. They're like, that person is an absolute genius who invented this thing. Yeah. was so hardworking in school and therefore they deserve, they deserve that. It. And I like, I like to live in a world where I know I could do that. Yeah. Maybe I, as part I of I will it. get what I deserve. Whereas I'm like that person got lucky and is a spoiled Elon, <laughs> is Elon <laughs> Musk. And his parents are like, like, like own yeah, a and mine. Even, and like, even if like, of okay, course, I need like, to bring him up. That was no, no, but there's this great ground that needs to be covered where it's like, you can be smart. I'm not talking about Elon Musk, but you can be smart and a genius and also be lucky. You know what I mean? There are many people who were probably really smart and geniuses who yeah. never got that lucky break and remained poor. Well, okay. There's also this other thing that is like, I think related earlier to like what I was the like mushrooms and like nature vibe, which this is just so anecdotal and truly me. And I was like definitely stoned, but I have a canoe and was, which to me extreme privilege. I have a canoe in Toronto and like, I'm like, yeah, I have a boat, but everyone like laughs. Cause it's like, you don't, cause there's all these like yachts and stuff in Toronto that like yeah. I canoe by all the time. And we go to this beach in Toronto called Hanlon's. It's beautiful. It's queer. But there's also always a lot of yachts that like come and like, like it, they're not there. queer yachts. It's no. like really weird. It's like all these like, it's literally looks like a rap video from like Miami or like some like, like bougie musicians music video of like straight people right. on like boats. And it's like, it's just sometimes you're like, okay, that is a, that is obviously a level of wealth. That's like pretty insane. Anyways, when, 
I, and I like, we'll talk to friends and never like, you know, you're looking at people like, Oh, I want to be on a boat. Like, Oh, like I want to one day, like, I don't know, like have a boat. And I'm like, that's crazy. These people are crazy. Mm. So yesterday I was like canoeing by all these like 10 yachts to get to home. And I was kind of thinking like, I, I don't ever want it. Like if I'm on that boat to me, I'm like, Oh my God, this it's like you're standing on inequality kind of. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, mm -hmm. to me, it doesn't feel like it's not something that I'm like that interested that in want. doing. Yeah. But I know lots of people who are like, there's something about that, like desire for that lifestyle that you like work hard and then you get that. And like, yeah. that is what life is about. Yeah. Like there's something like that. I see even in my like liberal friends, they're like, yeah, yeah, I want totally. to be on that boat. And it's totally. like, and I just, I was just like, like canoeing by and this girl like jumped off like this, like hot girl. She was so hot, jumped off and came in and she's like, would you guys kill me if we tipped your, if I tipped your canoe? And we were just like, ha ha. Like, like, yes. We were like, ha no, that'd be so funny. And then they were like, pick, they were on the boat and they were like, pick her up, pick her up, canoe her back, canoe her back to the boat, pick her up. And we were like, no, no, like it'll be really hard. Like, yeah, it's you really can't tippy. like just get in like, a canoe. And then, <laughs> and then the, the girl just switched on the boat. She's like, and that's why you'll never be invited on a yacht. You got to play with us if you want to play with us or something and i was oh like my God. and it was so weird because in that moment i wanted to be like i don't want to be on your yacht yeah, but it was like there was like, just like this like energy like yeah, they're yeah. on the yacht they're above everyone physically they're blasting music they're hot and it's like that is what people want because and people want to feel powerful literally in that moment she wanted to feel like like i mean obviously that was defensive because she probably felt wow like you you don't want to like engage with us then i need to show you like verbally out loud why i'm better than you yeah but like when people have power they feel they have control which it, is but that's what i'm saying that has to be sort of part of this conversation of like well do you know yeah. what i mean like people who maybe aren't even yeah. wealthy or can't even afford to be on that boat they want to be invited on and they want to work hard because one day they could be powerful enough to totally ubi maybe can stand in the face of structural inequality and that is difficult for many people to face. I'm not saying like, I'm sure most UBI wouldn't do that. Like, yeah, yeah. Because it's not going to go far enough. No. But like, like an equal, equal society is a threat to many people's ideas of hierarchy yeah. because like, they think, well, how will I know thinking. I'm better yes. than other people? Yeah. That was literally, so that conservative thing, they, it's like they call it hierarchical thinking, but the way they ex described it was always this like straight, like sort of mm. intense line between things. But there is something I think. How can you, people, like so much of our life is told to value wealth. And, yeah, it, yeah, and popularity yeah. in these things. And it's like, how can you know you're worthwhile if you don't have those things? How do you know you're a valuable person? And like, you know what I mean? If you yeah. can't, if you can't externally show it, which is like the meaning in the question of life is like, how do you find internal validation? And it's like, Not, that's why I'm like, many I'm like you do this. mushrooms and you realize it's not about that. Like, well, that's like going yeah. back to that whole, like, yeah, yeah. Alan like any, thing, lots but. of people struggle with this and not everyone expresses it through money. And, and I shouldn't say you do mushrooms because it's like, you can just, no, lots of people do mushrooms thoughts. and also don't have. Exactly. And I'm like, I just, thoughts. it's like, but in general, mushrooms can provide. I've never an like, avenue to, to access. To me, it's about nature. To me, it's about like, when I saw like when those people were yelling at me from the yacht, I was like, I've just been looking at this gorgeous shoreline. I saw a freaking like Arctic turn, like all these like amazing birds. Like those are the times when I feel the most like powerful yeah. or like, or like whatever that it's like, it's like if I was on that yacht, I can't even see the birds mm -hmm. like, or like whatever. There's like this, there's this weird like line where it's like, I don't, well, I mean, I'm sure if someone said, you want to come on my yacht, like, I'm like, <laughs> I, mean, like, I might get on it. Well, there's a difference there's between like a weird, actually like, thinking something can just be fun. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's where this line gets gray because like, yeah, I'm sure like going on a boat ride can be fun. And like, if you don't have easy access to the beach or something, like maybe it's fun to go swim in the water. And like, I don't want to take that away that someone could have a meaningful experience and connect with their friends, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But there is certainly an element of when you own the yacht and you're inviting friends a sense of like power and yeah. like um, importance, right? That surrounds a yacht versus like taking a canoe or taking a bicycle. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Like yesterday, we were, this literally happened. We were on the beach. That's why people like fancy and cars. It was so hot that like my friend was so smart. He was like, why don't we flip the canoe on this like sort of fence and so that we can all like huddle under like the, sh in in the, the shadow, shade. Yeah. And we were like in this like underneath my boat. <laughs> and then like <laughs> my friend was like looking at me, he's like, oh, 
man, one day one of us has to get a boat. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> You're like, we're under I'm like, we're undermining. And they all just kind of laughed. I'm like, okay, I guess this doesn't count. But it was so funny because like, I'm always like, guess what? And like, you can come on my boat. Just here's a paddle and you're going to be exhausted. <laughs> but like, but I genuinely, I'm like, this is insane. Like I'm, I am so affluent that I get to have a canoe. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of like having a yacht, it's like, no, that's like sick. But yeah. Anyways, but that's just me. Uh, life is hard. Yeah. Like to discriminate between when something becomes a toxic trait. Like obviously being able to take a boat onto the water can be a beautiful thing. And many people probably use it to yeah. feel connected to nature. Yeah. Especially if they're like, this like, is my like gorgeous $250,000 sailboat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like and they're sailing just have little me. boats who want to like motor boats to go around. Like probably lots of people feel connected. And, and like, not that I'm like encouraging fishing, but I think like some people feel connected yeah. to the nature when no, they're like fine. sitting out there fishing yeah you know I mean? of course of course there's something cool and nice about being on the water but there's it also gets entangled with wealth because yeah. it costs a lot of money to have that but yeah no this is like a forever conversation yeah um and i think Money's universal crazy. basic income is like such a great idea if i was a politician i would do it for sure and i think it doesn't fly in the face of like someone owning or being on a yacht and i no, although it's i think never going to come to that point it does i don't think it does i think it actually would be a way to like lift everyone up i do believe in it i do want real larger scale actual studies that go on for years there are there are a few that are going on right now in the midst of them and yeah this is just about my political race for mayor of Toronto in Isn't it a famous, famous phrase <laughs> a rising tide Floats all yachts. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally. <laughs> like, it's much nicer to live in a place where everyone can be happy and survive. And, like, we're never going to get rid of inequality. It's not going to make people all the same. It, But it's just much nicer to know that people aren't struggling for basic necessities. And it's just, it's just, like, Toronto, like, good God. It is such a beautiful city. Like, truly, canoeing back at sunset, I was like, this city is world class. It's freaking amazing. It's like, I could cry. I love it so much. There is so much sick wealth. It's like the endless... Sick in a bad way. Yeah. The endless affluent house. Like, we Mm. need to tax the fuck out of the rich. And it really isn't that complicated. Like, uh, in Toronto. So, I'm talking about Toronto. Like, I've lived here my whole life. I have seen the way things are. I know how much money rich people have. And it's like, their fear of losing it is absolutely sick in the head. Like... Mm -hmm. We all, all the rich people of which there are so many in this city need to be taken down a notch, like for their own mental health in order to like truly like mm-hmm. lift up. It's like, it's not complicated to me at all. Like no, deep, I don't think so either. deeply, like I think it is the right thing to do, but someone has to do it. Everyone vote for Olivia Chow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think U- UBI will become a necessity at some point. Yeah. Like we can end on this, but that's it's the just chat like, GPT thing. Yeah. There's going to be a point where enough humans are put out that it becomes yeah. a boiling, like that tipping point where it's like without this, our society collapses but, into chaos. But we need these studies now then because yeah. people can't, we need the, they're not going to be able to It takes so long to activate it. something yeah, like, like this. Like we need, why do we want to go to crisis point before and it, we're willing and, to do And that's something. too late. When you go to crisis point is when mm. everyone's lost their minds and like that be it's literally like change. the rich people made borders around their house or they flew to New Zealand yeah. and whatever. Truly Canada, Toronto, now is the time. Okay. Let's tr- let's let's do this, man. Let's get UBI. We in are going to be getting UBI in Toronto. I just opened a photo of us in Mexico on a freaking yacht. Okay, oh we're canceled. <laughs> That's why deep down I was like, but it's okay to be on a yacht sometimes. <laughs> what was that? It was like a sale. What was it? It was like the classic, like it was like a little excursion we did. But there was truly like no one we knew owned the yacht. No, and there was eight hundred of the boats. Like it was so funny. We were funneled on with all these other like tourists. It was hilarious. Yeah. And the way they did snorkeling was like from this buoy to the other, and you like got in like a line, and it was. <laughs> and truly, I was like, they've put these fish here. Like these are robotic fish. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Anyways. Okay. Peace on earth. See ya. Thanks for listening. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.